Welcome to What the Wealth, a financial planning and investment podcast for professionals and families to help you navigate life's financial transitions. Jonathan's mission is to facilitate the ability for you to plan for and create the life you love, free from anxiety about money. And now, here's your host, certified financial planner, Jonathan Bedner. Hello, welcome to the 70th episode of What the Wealth. I'm your host, Jonathan Bedner. We have Katie joining us again. And today we're going to talk about required minimum distributions, RMDs, and QCDs. Really, this is about QCDs, qualified charitable distributions. But to really understand what a QCD is and how they work, we need to kind of take a step back and understand what a RMD or required minimum distribution is. Does that sound good, Katie? Yeah, that sounds great. You got anything before we get started? No, I'm glad to be back. (laughs) Yeah, glad to have you. All right, so what is an RMD? An RMD is a required minimum distribution. This only applies to people currently that are 72 or older. The old rule was 70 and a half. It got changed a couple of years ago to 72. And what it says is that any money in a IRA and 401k, once you've severed employment from your company, if you have a 401k, you must begin taking distributions out of that account. The reason is because the money has never been taxed. When you put the money in as you're working, that money goes in and you get a tax deduction for it. So you pay no income tax on that money. And so what the government decides to do is they need tax revenue to pay for spending, for roads, for, uh, you know, Social Security, for Medicare, for, you know, just running the country, which is a, a different subject here when I get into the weeds about, you know, is taxing good or bad, but they need income tax revenue to help pay for all that stuff. And so what they do is require distributions to come out of your retirement accounts, which means that that comes, you have to pay taxes on that money and they get a portion of tax revenue. And so again, the new rule is age 72. So once you reach age 72, you must begin taking distributions out. Now, the question that we get a lot of times is, how much? And people think of it as as just a percentage. Well, is that like 3% I have to take out or 7% or 9% or 2% or, or you know, what is the number? It's not just that easy. The way that the required minimum distribution is derived is by taking the balance of your account at the end of the year, December 31st of the prior year. And then the IRS provides a table that we divide, you know, it says age 72, you need to take this, age 73, you take that. Whatever that factor is, we divide it by your account balance. That tells us what you need to take. So at 72, the ballpark percentage you would have to take is roughly three and a half percent. The older you get, the more you're required to take out of your account in percentage terms. So that's what an RMD is. That's really kind of setting up what we're going to talk about in this QCD, Qualified Charitable Distributions. So the next thing I need to talk about is kind of an update to the RMD rules. So a couple of years ago, Congress passed the SECURE Act, which actually changed 
the RMD age from 70 and a half to 72. And what has now passed the House of Representatives and is really sitting on the table or the, the desk of the Senate uh, is the SECURE Act 2.0. This has bipartisan support on both sides of the aisle. So in reality, this could pass very quickly. It just needs to get brought to front and center. But it, it has wildly wild support on both sides. Very, very popular in, in Congress. So what SECURE Act 2.0 is aiming to do is increase the RMD age to 75. Now, it's not just, a, okay, we're going to change it from 72 to 75, like they did the prior one. The prior one just jumped straight from 70 and a half to 72. The new one, the Secure Act 2.0, is going to kind of layer them in in tranches. So the first tranche will be changing from 72 to 73 for people who turn 72 after December 31st, 2022. So this would start next year, assuming it does get passed this year. So anyone that turns 73 after December 31st, 2022, and before January 1st, 2030, would would have to start taking these required minimum distributions at age 73. The next tranche is age 74. And this is for people who turn 73 after December 31st, 2029, and before January 1st, 2033. Finally, the last tranche would be the final tranche of getting this to age 75 would be for people who turn 74 after December 31st, 2032. So it, it kind of layers this in over a 10-year period over three different ages. You go from 72 to 73, 73 to 74, 74, 75, and it, and it layers it in over this next 10 year period. Again, this hasn't been passed. It's not official yet. We're still waiting for the votes by the Senate and then it's still got to go to the president for signature. So it will, you know, be a little while before, you know, we get official word, but it does have bipartisan support. I expect it to get done. I just don't know when. So that really kind of sets up where RMDs sit today what the future of RMDs is expected to look like. And that takes us into qualified charitable distributions. Now, this is a tax planning strategy that you can use. And I'll let Katie really kind of start talking about this. So Katie, what is a qualified charitable distribution? Yep. Um, so I'm going to refer to qualified charitable distributions also as QCDs. But essentially, they are a way to make charitable donations to qualifying charities and have that money count towards your RMD distribution. Um, it's eligible for folks who are age 70 and a half or older, and they can make those tax-free QCDs of up to $100,000 each year from their IRA. A couple of criteria here that they have to meet. The QCD must be made prior to or by December 31st of each respective tax year in order to count towards their annual RMD. And then the money actually has to be classified as a direct transfer. So it can't go to the um, individual first and then to the charity. It needs to go directly from the custodian of your IRA and that custodian then sends a check directly to the charity in order for that to be an eligible QCD. 
There are a few entities, which oftentimes, you know, we talked about last week, we talked about donor advice funds, where you would typically do some kind of charitable giving that do not work with QCDs. And those would be donor advice funds, as I said, private foundations, and also supporting organizations. Um, so really just has to go directly to that 501c3 in order to be eligible. And then in terms of the different types of IRAs that you can use for a QCD, it would be traditional IRAs, inherited IRAs, SEP IRAs, and simple IRAs. Great. A lot there to understand. So the new RMD age is 72, but the QCD age is still 70 and a half. So it, it, uh, these used to match up at 70 and a half. Now that they've moved the RMD to 72, this basically is a way for people that are 70 and a half to make those contributions directly to charity from their accounts. And the benefit of that is it doesn't, they don't have to claim that as, as tax on their tax return as ordinary income or taxable income where you would have to do that if you took the money from your IRA account and then made the charitable contribution. Um, And if you're not, if you're in under the standard deduction, if you don't itemize, then you don't even get a deduction for that. So if you can do it the QCD route, then you don't get the deduction, but you also don't have to claim the income. And the charity still benefits from your support. So that's something notable that I was just kind of thinking of as you were as you were talking. What are the, and I, I think I just kind of talked about some of this, but what are the advantages of a QCD? Yeah, so I'll just go back and summarize because we just touched on this. But first of all, QCDs lower your adjusted gross income because you aren't claiming that RMD as income. It can help to offset other taxes while still satisfying the RMD requirement. The reduction in AGI can help you then move into potentially a lower tax bracket. And for those who are on Medicare, this can even lower the cost of Medicare Part B premiums. Um, So if that's applicable to you, that might be something to think about as you're tax planning. And then lastly, essentially, you know, again, to summarize, when you're making the QCD straight from your IRA to the chosen charity, you don't have to claim the amount as income on your taxes. You satisfy that RMD requirement, and then also you're able to satisfy your charitable giving desires. So what are the disadvantages of a QCD? Yeah, I would say these are more just limitations really than disadvantages. Um, But again, uh, you have to be at least 70 and a half or older, and the total amount per year that you can use in a QCD is limited to $100,000 per year. Um, but I really feel like it's a great tax planning tool and option, especially when we've talked to clients that, you know, they're RMD age, but they don't necessarily want to take that extra income. They don't have a need for it with, you know, their just their cash flow needs, and they do have that charitable desire and intent. I think that it can be a really great tax planning tool for those types of clients. I think a disadvantage might be that you just can't take advantage of the strategy for you know, if you need the money to live on, then you may need to take the RMD to to live on. Mm-hmm. And so that doesn't necessarily mean that the strategy is not, doesn't have a use or, or benefit to some people. It just means you might not be able to, to, to take advantage of it, but that's okay. I mean, it, it, not every tool in the toolbox always gets used. You just know that you have the ability to use it if you need it. So 
So that's something to think of. There was a, a client that I was working with earlier in the year, and they sold a big piece of property. Um, and so they're going to have a big tax bill. He is RMD age, so they do have to take their their distribution. Uh, and in this case, you know, he's going to use this and make these, you know, QCD or qualified charitable distribution to go straight to the charity because uh, he's already going to have a huge tax bracket from or, or tax income taxable income from you know the sale of his property if he took the rmd it was just going to add two but he is charitably inclined so it's going to to the church and it just kind of works out perfect for him so those are kind of the scenarios you don't have to use it every year it's not something you got to commit to every year you can do it one year in a situation like this where you got a big you know event that happens and and this would help offset some some taxable income and then maybe next year you don't do it. So I think that might be another advantage is that, you know, you've got flexibility. You can decide to pull the lever or not pull the lever. Overall, I think this is a good strategy for people to be aware of. You know, it's it's just another tool in the toolbox. And so it's just important to kind of be aware of these. So, I mean, I think we've summarized it pretty well. Any Anything else you want to add on these? I think we summarized it. No, I think we captured it well. If if folks have questions about how to use who utilize it within their greater financial plan, we're happy to to talk with them. Um, but it's just another great tool when you look at your tax planning and and options for those who are charitably inclined. Thanks for coming on and helping talk about those. I I guess the next episode is episode seventy one. If you haven't already liked and subscribed the podcast, please do so. And we will see you next time. Create the life you love. Be confident in your retirement. Thank you for joining us on What the Wealth. For more information, get in touch with Jonathan at whatthewealth.com. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any information that can help you create the life you love. of this podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Paradigm Wealth Partners, a registered investment advisor and separate entity from LPL Financial. This information is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized tax advice. We suggest that you discuss your specific tax issues with a qualified tax advisor. Advisors associated with Paradigm Wealth Partners may be either registered representatives and securities offered through LPL Financial member FINRA SIPC or solely investment advisor representatives of Paradigm Wealth Partners and not affiliated with LPL Financial. Investment advice offered through Paradigm Wealth Partners, a registered investment advisor and separate entity from LPL Financial. Katie Kavarad is solely investment advisor representative of Paradigm Wealth Partners and not affiliated with LPL Financial.